0: Welcome to the FoxCast this week, I'm Sonny Fox, and today a very special guest. Of all the famous comedians that have come by the show, I always ask them the same question. Who would you pay your own money to buy a ticket to see? And one of the guys that always makes the top five with every comedian I've ever met, from Lewis Black to Kathleen Madigan to Dave Attell, is Brian Regan. And tonight he's my guest. And this is one of my favorite conversations of all the ones I've ever done, and I hope you listen to it. It's just a lot of fun. Hey, Sonny, how are you? I'm fine. You're you're from my old hometown, Miami. Yes.
1: That's right, man. It's uh, it's good to see an old Miamian.
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> mean old. I mean like uh, a lot. Old
1: in terms of you know. Yeah,
0: right. Miami. Uh, uh yeah. we were both down there during. Well, you were raised there. Yes, you were born and raised there. But I was there during the early '80s when you first started doing your comedy thing. Right. And uh wet T-shirt contest. Remember Budweiser used to sponsor the beach parties? Those are the good old days, right? Yeah, man. It's, uh, in fact, I'm, you're getting me jazzed up about going back down there. I f- forgot about the whole wet T-shirt contest thing. <laughs> well, that doesn't go on anymore. They chased them all out. Yeah. You know. But uh, let's get back to the beginning. Uh, Heidel, Heider, Heidelberg College. How do you say that? <laughs> I don't know. That's why they kicked me out. I, 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 didn't, I didn't even know how to pronounce the name. It was Heidelberg College. Why did you go up to Ohio to go to college when you were living in Miami? Well, I I
1: I wanted to – I played football when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and three of my high school football coaches had come down from Heidelberg. I, I don't know what, what they did wrong up
0: at Heidelberg, that they had to come down to
1: Miami. But uh, <laughs> that's how I found out about the school. So I went up
0: there to uh, – to play football. What did you find out about it? What do you mean? Not
1: that I mean Heidelberg is a good school, but I sure. was able to get in there because of uh, financial aid and that sort of thing, and because ah. I had this little this little ability to catch a football. I didn't know what to do after I caught it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's where I went.
0: But you went to college, yeah. and your football coach—you couldn't. Obviously, you're having problems with your grades, right? Yeah, man. I went to uh, when
1: I went there. I thought I wanted to be an accountant. My dad was an accountant for for Eastern Airlines. And uh you see where where they <laughs> yeah, went they, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was my dad's fault, although is your dad still with us <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, he is okay. and um so I thought I wanted to be an accountant, I didn't know what else to to do, and so I went up there to Heidelberg and you know, I started taking accounting classes and math or anything like that, if if you get behind by, like, two days, forget about it, man. There's no catching up. <laughs> and for some reason, I wanted to take all my cuts. You're allowed three cuts per semester. So I, I would take them the first week, you know. Right. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, <laughs> my cuts were gone. So I, I went the fourth day, and I'm like, I was so far behind, I'm like, I, I am never, ever going to catch up. So I didn't know, I you know, I, I fell behind in the whole accounting thing. And I ended up talking to my football coach who recommended the uh, Communication Theater Arts Department. He said, you know, you're you're kind of funny on the football team. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're hilarious on the field. <laughs> <laughs> you're, funny. you're funny out here when we try to throw a ball at you. Right. Um, so that's what intrigued me about it. And I went and I saw a play, like an on-campus play that a fellow uh, football player was in. Uh, his name was Jerry Ross, and it was like in this... Uh, He was like in a comedy, and he was like dressed up like a cowboy, and you know he's getting laughs. And I remember sitting up in the
0: audience, going, "Man, that just looks like a blast!" You know, so so that's what got me intrigued with that whole world. You know, now you, you actually did some Shakespeare, right? Did you just serious acting? I, you know, I, I know so little about it, I don't even know if I did Shakespeare.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you wear tight pants? Yeah, I did wear tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wore tight pants as a football player, and then, like, in the second semester, I would wear tight pants in one of these Shakespeare plays. So I, I got my tight pant fix, you know. No, I, I, was, in, uh, I was in King Lear. Is that Shakespeare? Yeah, it? I think so. I don't, I don't even know. Uh, my parents didn't know what to do with me. They got me into Little League Baseball. I played out in right field because I stunk. <laughs> but you don't know, you just show up, you know. Oh, I got my glove. You any good? I don't know, my mom told me to come out here. We'll get out in right field. Okay. Turn around, you moron. Oh, okay. Not the whole way. Oh, only some. Some way. I never knew what was going on out in right field. All I knew is at the end of the game, I'd get a free snow cone. That's all I knew, you know? Be out there, oh, free snow cone, free snow cone. Brian, what's the score? Free snow cone. Free snow cone at the end of the game. If you play, they're gonna give you a free snow cone. Even if you play half game, you get the whole, you don't get a half snow cone, you get a whole snow cone for half the game. The people that play whole game get a whole snow cone, and the people that play half game get a whole snow cone. So it's always whole, always whole snow cone. So I'd rather play half game. I'd rather play half game, still get the whole snow cone. How many outs, Brian? Grape! I'm gonna get grape, or cherry. They're both favorites, so either one is good. If they have both, I'll get grape, though, because that's a little more favorite. But if they don't have grape, it's like, oh, that's fine, because Cherry's favorite anyway, you know? (laughs) It's like another favorite, but not as much. Not as much favorite. But they're both good. They're both good. All right, Brian, you just have fun out there. Okay. The second baseman would give me signals to get me involved in the game, you know? He'd, like, you know, put his outside fingers up. Okay, Brian, got two away. Two away, Brian. I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> okay. Brian, two away! You two! <laughs> and our coach would yell from the dugout every now and then, you know. Hey guys, let's hear some chatter out there. Let's hear some chatter. What are we, rabbits? As well a been, you know. <laughs> Chattering and saying hey, batter, batter over and over again. I don't think I ever felt like more of an idiot in my whole life. Out in the field going, hey batter, batter, hey batter, hey, batter, batter, hey, batter, hey, batter, hey batter, hey, hey, batter, 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 hey, hey, hey coach, is there a point at us? What is that for the batter's benefit? Hey batter, batter, hey fielder, fielder! Hey batter, batter, batter! Hey fielder, fielder, fielder! Hey, they're communicating. And as the ball got to him, we're all supposed to lean in and go, "Hey batter, batter, swing!" Like he couldn't get a hit when he yelled that. Like swinging up. Did you hear what they yelled, coach? If that's fair, they should do that in all adult sports. You know, I'd like to see that out in the golf course. You know, hey golfer, golfer. Hey, golfer, 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 pot! put, golfer! It's right there, pot! What the hell's the matter with you, Ralph? I'm just trying to make it fun. Why do you learn that? Are you supposed to apply that later in life? Hey, lawyer, lawyer, hey, lawyer, 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 lawyer hey, lawyer, sue, sue, lawyer! Bus driver, bus driver, drive, drive! Shift, bus driver! What the hell's the matter with you? I learned that as a kid. He's just applying it. <laughs> the only compliment I ever got in Little League Baseball was good eye, Brian. Good eye, Brian. Yeah, well, thank you. Good torso. <laughs> I noticed you during the trunk rotation. <laughs> good eye. They would say that when you're too scared to even consider swinging the bat. The ball would graze your head at about 100 miles an hour good eye, Brian. Oh, thank you. What did I do? You moved your head out of the way of the fastball. Oh, good, good. I'm glad I did that. I almost didn't, but then I did. Go team. Go team, go. I used to get scared getting up to bat. And what made it worse was the kids out on the field on the other team. I don't even know these kids. And they're all out there yelling, easy out, easy out. Everybody move in. Easy out. How do you handle that when you're nine years old? Hey, they're walking towards me. The outfielders are playing in on the clay. The infielders are going through my pockets. Easy out, easy out. I'm like going, hey, that's my gum. I played softball this last year. I struck out in slow pitch softball. Let me tell you something. It's not a whole lot more humbling in life than striking out in slow pitch. Walk back to the dugout, you know, your, your teammates are older than Little League. They try not to laugh, but it's kind of hard not to. You know, you sit next to them, they're going <clears throat> What can they say? Wow, wow, he throws a wicked 12-foot arc. It's hard to hit in only three tries. Should be a bigger ball. should be a kickball. <laughs> we should play 10-strike kickball. Yeah, that, that's what we should. Do. They call it softball, makes it sound like it's harmless, you know? You ever take a line shot to the face with a softball? You don't go, hey, that's downy soft. That was like a big ball of cotton. Hey, don't worry about that. That's blood light. We're playing softball. We're all gonna float around like angels.
0: One time, you wanted to do stand-up comedy, and you came up with a brilliant idea. I guess the tights and the Shakespeare weren't working. You came up with the idea of actually getting up in front of a movie theater before the film and entertaining the crowd. Tell us about that brilliant in, idea. In in Tiffin, Ohio, which is where Heidelberg is located,
1: they have an old movie theater called the Ritz Theater, and I knew I wanted to be a comedian, but I, at the time, there weren't any many comedy clubs that I knew about. I knew that they had a couple in New York City, but it hadn't exploded yet, you know? Right. So I didn't even know where I could do comedy, so I, I'm sitting in this movie theater before the movie starts, and I'm looking around and I'm thinking there are people here, you know <laughs> and uh and nothing's going on, so I thought uh, maybe I should do comedy before these before the movie starts. you didn't jump up I didn't stage. jump up I, I didn't have the gumption to actually <laughs> jump up hey everybody hey. <laughs> hey i know I noticed you're all sitting hey, here thought you're all here, <laughs> and that you can't you can't leave um. So, after the movie, I went out and I talked to the um, the manager, who was like this, this, this older guy, and I, I told him that I wanted to be a comedian, and I told him about my idea of doing comedy before his movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, he was like, uh, well, you know, he was a really nice guy. Oh, then. yeah. What older... did he say? Could you work popcorn into the routine?
1: <laughs> he said... I remember sitting in his office, man, because my heart was pounding. I'm like, man, I'm making that first step of becoming a comedian. He's like, well, I don't know about, you know, um, in front of the, the actual movies, but, you know, we do events here from time to time because it's also a, a, there's also a stage there and you could perform at one of those events. And I was like, great. And he goes, do you have a tape? I was so new to the business, I didn't even know what he meant, you know. And I'm like, uh, 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 what, you know? And he goes, you you gotta have a tape. So I went and I bought a tape recorder, and I I taped myself just in my dorm room telling jokes, telling jokes
0: <laughs> with, with no
1: audience, <laughs> just just me <laughs> telling jokes that I was reading off like these index cards.
0: <laughs> you
1: know, I wasn't even wise enough to know he he meant a live tape, you know. So I bring the tape into him, and uh, the the guy called me up and said, "I listened to your tape, I loved it," uh, <laughs> and he died right there. <laughs> <He> said, <laughs> it's a four. He said he loved it, man. So he wanted me to uh, come in and perform for. He said we're gonna have. He goes, we're gonna have an event. It's gonna be a birthday party for Mickey Mouse. And we're going to have a bunch of kids here, and you can, per- you can perform at Mickey Mouse's birthday party. And uh, it ended up that I was going to go in front of the, uh, the cartoons. They were going to show Mickey Mouse cartoons. I was opening <laughs> for cartoons. And um, he sent me a flyer, you know, the flyer before the event, and it said, um, it said, comedian Brian Regan, like this little thing, and then next to it there was a big star, and, and, it, and it said in the star, free piece of cake. <laughs> I, got, I got outbilled by a piece of cake.
0: <laughs>
1: and I still have that flyer to this day. Really? Just, you know, it's fun to go back and go, man, I remember when I got outbilled by cake. <laughs>
0: So right. I, went, I went. I
1: did this. I I went and did this show. And um, did you have
0: to change your material for the audience? I didn't even have material. All I had was that you know tape that I had like those jokes on the no, index like, card. Wait a no, minute. Tell me. I want you to think back. Can you really, honestly now remember one of those jokes? Yeah, like, I what? do. Because I remember that. I remember thinking
1: it's going to be for a bunch of little kids, so I need to do, you know, stuff that's really you know simple so i i went out with a bat i went out with a guitar i don't even play guitar but i but i i used it just to tape my notes on the top of it so, and i would like strum it every now and then so i could look down and see my next joke did you have to learn a chord <laughs> i didn't even have a chord man and just like ling, ling, and i would look down and then I go, okay that's my next joke and i had one of the jokes was um i had this blue bag like filled with props and one of them this might have been, even been my first joke I said, um, "Hey, I heard uh, that you, you know, for this business, you really want to get ahead." So I opened up the bag and I pulled out this, this head.
0: <laughs>
1: and the kids just completely didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> I don't think any of the parents knew what I was talking about. And the kids, you know, they, they, they were just running up and down the aisles. They were literally running up and down the aisles not even paying attention to me, and the, and the old guy was running after them going, sit down, <laughs> sit down, and show the man some respect. And I'm like, oh, no, this is terrible. So
0: that was, that's how I got into it. <laughs> a head I, in a bag. Yeah, <laughs> man. Carrot tops sue you later on <laughs> 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 your career. I have
1: to watch what I eat. My cholesterol is about, I think it's 5,218. <laughs> Something like that. I don't eat well. I like buying donuts. I feel bad for the donut ladies because people can't make up their mind in these places. You'd think the donut ladies would just snap and start shooting people. Out, everybody out. Go on. I don't know what it is about buying donuts, but people freak out. They go in here, okay, okay. Looking around, all right. I need a dozen donuts. Oh. You have a lot of donuts. Okay, I'm going to start with four chocolate. I want two twisty goose. I want a lemon Twitter. I want a raspberry puff. I want a honey curl and a... No, two chocolate. No, one, one. Put them back. Put them back. I want a Bavarian apple crunch. Get the ladder. Hey, hey, hey. Why don't you go out inside and think it over, huh? It's a big decision. Can't blow donut day. But the donut ladies have learned how to get back at you. They do the subtraction for you in front of the other customers, make you look like an idiot. You go in there, yeah, I'd like a dozen donuts. I'll start with uh, seven chocolate. You have five left. Oh. Okay, if I order one more, then how many would I have left? How many would I have then, donut lady? That's what I need to know now! I don't
0: know how many I
1: got. They have some weird donuts. There are some donuts that I don't understand who thought of them. There's one donut, have you ever seen this? I've seen it in more than one donut place. It's a donut with frosting all over the top and there are sprinkles on it, but the sprinkles are just over on one end of the donut. For the life of me, I don't know who's looking for that in a donut. Somebody have that particular of a taste that that's what they're looking for? You know, they walk into a donut place, kling, kling, kling. Kling, kling, kling. Okay. I want a donut and I want frosting all over the top. And I want sprinkles, but not all over. I just want them scrunched over on the edge. You got anything like that? We sure do, freshly baked. We saw you pulling in. It's called our spring smidge for lunatics like you.
0: Brian Regan, who's been kind enough to come by our studios, and I took the day off to come over and talk to you about
1: Sonny, it. Sonny, that's very kind of <laughs> you, man. Thank you so much. Isn't that, that big so
0: of me? Uh, But well, okay, we covered your uh, your early days in college and <laughs> at the Mickey Mouse birthday party. Mm-hmm. Uh, you let's stop for a second and talk about uh, your family. Yes, so you're one of uh, eight kids. One of eight kids. Now, could you quickly, they're all still with us, right? They're all healthy? Yeah. Yeah, everybody is uh, doing well. Because I hate to ask them someone about their brother. Oh, he died two years ago. And then then the whole interview (laughs) takes a wrong turn. (laughs) Why
1: did you have to bring that up? (laughs) (laughs) You didn't hear about the van exploding? (laughs) What?
0: Will you quick run down from the oldest to uh, past you? Who was in the family? Who did you have to put up with all those years that Uh. was inspiring on your album or your CD. Oh, actually, uh
1: everybody in my family is great. My mom and dad are are cool and they're still around and oldest brother Mike, Pat, Dennis, then myself, then Peggy, Diane, Kevin and Terry. I think I got them right. But um <laughs> the checklist. Yeah, let me check my notes. Yeah, those are my siblings. Now, <laughs> it's not be, my sibling checklist. <laughs> your brother Dennis is he's he, he's older than you, right? He's older than I am. He's a comedian as well, but he's kind of the baby brother in the comedy world. I had been doing comedy for a while when he decided to get into it. In fact, I was oh, like, if he
0: can do it, I can do it. Kind basically, of thing, right? I mean, you know, I'm his
1: dumb little brother. Right. And, uh He ca- he came and watched me watch me perform at a comedy club in uh, near Cocoa Beach. You uh-huh. know, and I just like did this show, and then the next day we were like we rented like motor scooters and we were riding around on the beach and that sort of thing, and. And then that night he saw another show, and he's like, "My gosh, this is what my little brothers doing. <laughs> and then the next day he went out and bought a notebook, man. So uh, uh,
0: it's uh, well, it's he he great. did a special on Showtime with you called "A Pair of Jokers." Yeah, yeah, I was very now, proud of him. Now, did you uh, have any uh, rivalry? Like when you were, would you first of all did you like have to share a room at one time in your life with uh, Dennis? I mean, would you? And I houses? shared a room with three older brothers, man. We had. Uh, m- we had,
1: growing up, well, they're, they're eight kids, you know, and, like, we grew up in a house with three bedrooms, so,
0: you know. Well, <laughs> well that's sort of... <laughs> Do the math, you know, yeah. so... Uh, but when you got to writing up. together or doing a special together, how did you handle that writing-wise? Was there any kind of rivalry between no, you No, man. In fact, when I first started doing stand-up, uh, Dennis,
1: you know, was always intrigued with it, and um, he, he like, wrote a couple of stuff, a couple of jokes that, uh, that I had thrown into my act, you know, and then... Uh, And then when he started doing comedy, he was like, hey, uh, Brian, I want those jokes back. (laughs) (laughs) Quit telling them. Remember how I thought of them? Well, now I'm doing stand-up, so I
0: want them back. Speaking of Dennis, you know, he was here at our studios about a year ago, and we asked him about the rivalry between you two. Listen to what he had to say.
1: People always wonder, like, because Brian and I are both in the business, if we're competitive, you know, right. about, and we've, we're about comedy, we've always been supportive, we've always been competitive about strange things, like, um, one time we were swimming in a pool when we were kids and we had this contest to see which one of us could hold his head underneath the water the longest, <laughs> and Brian was able to hold his head in the water for a minute and a half, which yeah. is a, a pretty long time. <laughs> But um, I was able to hold his head underwater for two full minutes, two. which is really amazing, right. you know, he really he needed air and was kicking.
0: <laughs> is he still doing, uh, yeah, doing all right? He's, he's
1: doing great. He just did his third Letterman not too long ago and, and crushed on air, and he's, 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 he's great. We work together about once every couple of months, you know, but, uh, but I love him, and he's doing fantastic. When you grow older, you start having your birthday party games. Pin the tail on the donkey. There's a good safe game for kids. What are adults thinking? Hey, hey, we're having a whole bunch of kids over. Big party. We're going to blindfold one. Give them something sharp. Spin them around and let them go. Go, Bobby, with the pin. Just run amok. Poking it around. What are those noise? Those are puncture wounds, Bobby. Stop. You made a horrible error. Kid's running out the door. He missed a dunk and got my neck. He pinned the tail on my neck. Then there was musical chairs. There was a nice little anxiety attack for 7-year-olds. Only one kid can win. All the other kids are walking around going, "Oh, oh, oh." You know, elbow in the front. Ah, ah. That's fun. How was the party? It was horrible. I couldn't get a chair and I got a pin in my neck. Please don't make me go back. Please. You said that would be a happy house. Musical chairs. Do you remember the first time you saw the chairs lined up like that for that game? I don't know about you, but I counted the chairs. Hey, there's not enough chairs. There's not enough chairs for us. That's the whole point, Brian. There's never enough in life. You'll always be miserable.
0: Oh, Oh, that's not good.
1: There's no cake, there's no ice cream. Happy birthday. That was terrible. We used to love peanut butter, still do. I saw something in the store the other day that I don't understand, that peanut butter and jelly in the same jar, is there a point to that? I mean, I mean I'm mean i lazy, but I wanna meet the guy that needs that. Some guy going, you know, I could go for a sandwich, but uh, I'm not gonna open two jars. I can't be opening and closing all kinds of jars cleaning who knows how many knives if you're that lazy want to put croutons in there get the whole sandwich on a spoon you know just scooping it out mm. oh scrumptious i think i'm gonna have another one. Oh, mm, delectable as was the first or if you don't want to clean the spoon you put it on a squeeze bottle <laughs> mm, lunch and no cleanup can life get better i submit that it cannot
0: we're talking to Brian Regan. Well, your early days in the early '80s down in Fort Lauderdale—it was a comedy strip, right? The comic strip, yeah. The comic strip. That's uh, where you I like flip burgers and stuff, didn't you? Wait on people. I, I did everything, man. I I worked in the club, which was
1: actually just a, a wonderful experience, you know, because, um, you know, I auditioned there. I, I auditioned like five times, and then on my fifth audition. Uh, I passed the audition, that's what they call it. And I remember just sitting there, you know, I had had a pretty decent set, and the manager of the cl- club, his name was Joe Mullen, he comes over and, like, uh, said, hey, uh, can I talk to you in the office? And and I'm like, oh, my gosh, because I, I, I kind of knew what that meant, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, sure, sure, when we go back and... Uh, you're going to be the opener, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to be the star. See this piece of cake? This is headline. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to bring this cake out to the, the, the customer, <laughs> serve <surf> cake. <laughs> oh, he said, um, yeah, I thought you uh, pretty di- pr- pretty did a pretty decent job out there. And I was like, wow. And then he said, uh, he grabbed my bar tab, and he said, you know, I had one Budweiser on here. He goes, I'm going to pay this. I'm like, oh, man, I'm already getting paid. <laughs> I already earned a beer. So I started, and, you know, he said that I could go on every night. Um, at the end of the show, they would let the locals go on at the end of the night for like five minutes. And, uh, my first week there, they offered me a job, you know, cooking in the kitchen and seating people and that sort of thing. So it was like, I got paid to hang out and learn comedy, but yeah, I, I would like, I would make the people's burgers in the audience. They didn't even know that. And sometimes when I got to open the show, I mean, I would literally put their burgers on the grill and then go up and do my five minutes, and I would have to wrap up because
0: I had to go flip their burgers. Before they burnt. <laughs> they didn't even know that. Well, I got to go, folks. I got to go flip burgers. Hey, that's a great line. <laughs> By the way, uh, you also used to go out and uh, take care of hecklers. Well, yeah. I mean, what
1: I was sort of like, you know, if, if there was someone being loud or yelling at the comedians, I would have to go up and ask them to be quiet. And then when I would have to go on at the end of the night, <laughs> same guy. <laughs> oh my gosh! You could see like these these people. This is the guy that told me to shut up. Right. Now I'm on stage and there's nobody to tell him to shut up. So uh, it was it was tough, man. It was really tough because um, actually, I mean, it was great in the sense that it was a just a beautiful learning experience for me. But I I worked there, and there was uh, the parking lot was in the back of the club. And sometimes the people wouldn't know that I, that I worked there. They would just see me like as a comedian. And then when the show was over, they would go out you know, to get in their cars, and I would have to drag these trash cans out because the dumpster was in the back. And I'm like, they're going, hey, nice show. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm, I'm dumping trash. And they're like, do they make all the comedians do this? No, no, not the good ones. Just, just me. How was that burger? (laughs) Did you enjoy your burger? Enjoyed the burger? (laughs) Sorry about that one side got burnt like that, but uh, I went long.
0: (laughs) We covered the early days in Fort Lauderdale. Now on to the big city up in New York City. It was, what, 86 you went up there? That's right. Now, I found it interesting that one of the reasons you got your early gigs was because you had a car. Do I want to explain that to the up and coming comics? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, a lot of the comedians in New York City don't have cars and uh, so other comics have to drive them to gigs you know I mean like you'd, they'd have a lot of one-nighters in New Jersey and up in Connecticut and out in Long Island so I moved there I had this old I forget what year Dotson 510 or something you know just get me around and uh, this booker calls me up I'd only been in I'd been in New York City about a week and this booker calls me up and said uh, hey uh, Brian uh, I heard you're in town and I was wondering if you wanted to to work tonight and I'm like yeah my you know I was like I got goosebumps I'm like yeah I would I would love to you know I said um man have you heard about my act and he goes I'm gonna be honest with you I heard about your car (laughs) 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 so (laughs) he just needed a guy to drive two good comics And as long as I could stand on stage and and not crumble for like a half hour, then I was the third comic, you know? (laughs) So it would be me driving two comics um, and myself, and and that's how it worked out. Did that influence your car
0: buying at all? I mean, (laughs) the reliable stick shift? (laughs) Well, (laughs) we used to joke
1: about, you know, it's like, man, I shouldn't send an 8x10 of me. I should send an 8x10 of my car. (laughs) service record. Yeah. I mean, my videotape should be me driving good comics in the back. (laughs) He's got a four-door. He's a Right. <laughs> Boy, he, he could bring three
0: good comics in that kind of right. car. Well, I don't know about this. Oh, station wagon. <laughs> You're <laughs> in. <laughs>
1: I know nothing about cars. I, uh, a friend of mine let me borrow his car recently, and he didn't bother to tell me there was a short in the horn. The thing would honk like every eight seconds for no reason. I'm, you know, just driving along. <laughs> Oh, oh, no. So I get stuck behind this guy in bumper to bumper traffic. How do I explain to him that I'm not trying to honk at him, you know? Just looking around. Oh, Give him a little wave. Bam. It's okay. It's okay. It's alright, don't worry about it. I'm out of my mind. I didn't want him to think that. So I started pretending like I was listening to some sports thing on the radio, you know. Bam! Yay! Go team! Go! Bam! Go! Go, my favorite sports team! Go! Yeah, they scored a goal unit basket. Go squadron, do good. Beat the opponents soundly in the skirmish. I was in my friend's car the other day. He's driving. He had a pair of glasses on. I said, hey, I I didn't know you wear glasses. He goes, oh, I only need them when I drive. What the hell does that mean? Like you get out of the car, boom, I can see. It's beautiful. <laughs> if you only need glasses when you drive, why not drive with a prescription windshield? <laughs> yeah, looking around. You have little by folks read the street signs, you know? Look. A- oh, what? What is that? Oh, oh that's a cow. Wait. I thought that was a stop sign. It's a cow. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? I think you should buckle your seatbelt, but I feel bad for the people in the back seat. They always seem like they're less important than people in the front. You ever watch like four people get in a car? People in the back just sitting there. You know, people in front all like buckling up like they're going out of the atmosphere. You know, click, 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 click. People in the back going, hey, what's going on up there? It don't matter, you're in the back. Your belts are squished down in those seats anyway. You'll never find them. Hey, wait a second, don't start the car. Like trying to pull him out. Give me a rope or something. I watched a lot of Flipper growing up. Flipper, he was he was something. Always saving people. Every show he'd go save some more. I save some people. For that they would throw him a dead fish. Hey, thanks, thanks for saving people. He was always doing that backwards dance, three quarters out of the water and that was cool. Imagine if you could do that? That'd impress some people at the public pool, you know? Just go, hey, how y'all doing? Just skip across the top of the pool without getting your bathing suit wet and hop up on the other side. Hey, what's happening? And I just grab a little towel, wipe off your feet. Yeah, it's a little colder than I thought. Wow, who's that guy? I thought to be fair, they should have also had a bad dolphin, you know? Zipper. Big scar across his head. Out moving safety buoys around. <laughs> Deal with that, flipper. Out chewing tobacco. <laughs> ah, zipper surly. He is uncaring. How about that show, Gentle Ben? Do you remember that show? About a big friendly bear. There's a good thing to teach kids. Hey, bears are friendly. Go up and let them give you a big hug. Put some honey on your face, let them lick it off. Bears love kids with honey on their heads. They love honeyhead kids. Hey, gentle Ben, where's Bobby? <laughs> Bobby. Ben's wearing Bobby's hat. I don't know where he are Picking his teeth. I think he scampered off that way.
0: He was scampering. Let's get back to your family for a second. All those brothers and sisters living in three bedrooms. Well, actually, it was a three-bedroom house. Well, actually, you had your parents and that left eight kids in two rooms. Well, it was a
1: three-bedroom house, but um, they added on. They built a carport, which that, that, that sounds so futuristic. <laughs> back then, it was. We yeah. had a carport. It was a a port for your car, and on the other side of the carport was a like a. Florida room? No, it was uh, a room that was ha- a half. Half of it was a laundry room, and the other half was your room—the boys' room. <laughs> right. The three oldest, or the four oldest boys—Mike, Pat, Dennis, and myself—and um, so there were bunks involved. Yeah, my dad built. My dad was pretty good at that sort of thing. He built like this bunk bed system, and uh, you know, and it, we had like this old black and white TV. You, you're from Miami. Do you remember? Channel 6? I used to do the movies on Channel 6. Oh, man. man. All my movies, right. Yeah. Well, when Channel 6... I mean, back then, there was no cable, obviously. You had, like, the basic four channels, and then you could could get PBS, like, all grainy, and then Channel 6 (laughs) came out, and we would all sit out in the boys' room with this old black-and-white TV, and uh, you know how, like, the old TV, sometimes they'd start flopping? they are rolling, right? Yeah, they'd start rolling. (laughs) And I don't know... we would have, like, these lazy contests, you know, where we would all just sit there and watch it rolling, and we'd decide who would give in first. We'd be looking around going, it's fine with me. I, I don't mind it rolling, you know. And then Pat's like, I don't mind it rolling either. So we'd all just sit there watching this rolling flopping TV until finally he's like, all right, all right, I'll fix it. <laughs> Sometimes I'd have to come down from the top bunk. You know, they're sitting right next to it. You
0: know? Oh, that's the thing I was going to ask you. Did you get stuck with the top? Because I noticed in one of your, well, what's the bit? The big family uh, uh, stuff routine. You do. Right, right. Uh, you got to call everything. I call the, the oh, hump in man. the back seat. So who called uh, the lower bunk? I mean, how would you end up on top? I, I ended up on the top bunk, which was pretty cool. There was only
1: one bunk bed. It wasn't attached to the bottom bunk. It was attached to the ceiling. My dad, <laughs> my dad. He was very creative. He built this bunk bed with like these two by four beams that attached up to the ceiling. It it came down, and you know you just so had you to be were like, hanging there. Well, there was a bed up there, but there was no like really ladder to it. You just had to like you had to be like a little monkey boy to get up there. You no, know, I mean,
0: there was no support underneath it.
1: Not underneath it.
0: No. Did you have nightmares about dropping one <laughs> night? <laughs>
1: That's why I'm so messed up to this <laughs> day, son.
0: <laughs> like sleeping Girl. on attic stairs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh,
1: but but it was actually, you know, it, it never fell. My dad was good at that sort of thing. But, yeah, it looked it looked kind of interesting.
0: Did you actually have a station wagon with a rear-facing seat? Yes. Yeah, we would go on vacation
1: in our big station wagon, you know, eight kids. And we had uh, the front seat, and then we had the back seat, and we had a little tiny seat that faced uh, the rear. Right. And the two kids in the back would have a, a completely separate vacation from everybody else, you know. <laughs> the kids in the back would just be sitting there, you know, just looking out the back window. I wonder what all these signs say
0: <laughs> now tell me something though, but after riding that way for a while, didn't you become an expert as to the shape of the sign? You could tell what they were without seeing them
1: i wasn't I wasn't smart
0: enough oh, I mean, I see. now
1: I know octagons <laughs> mean stop. <laughs> how was I to know when I was young? We would just you know you how the truck drivers came up and you made the signal to them to see if they would honk the horn, you know and it, man, I I don't know why that was such a charge for us, but we'd be sitting back there, and if a truck had come up, you know, you give them the honk the horn thing, and if they did it, you're like, wow, that is the coolest truck driver in the world. We asked him to honk, and he did.
0: Now, did you ever play any mean tricks? I mean, were you little devils? Did you rude things the people that came up on your bumper when you were sitting there staring at them involuntarily?
1: <laughs> I, I, was, I wasn't that aggressive. In fact, I would spend most of my time in the back trying not to make eye contact with <laughs> the cars that came up close behind me. You know, they'd pull up and I'd be like nervously looking around scratching my shoulder with my chin. Gosh, I wish I was more comfortable in my skin. <laughs> I think I have a right to look backwards. We had Twister. Twister was fun. But my older brothers would never let me play. When they played, so I put Vaseline on the colored circles. <laughs> Left leg broken. <laughs> yeah. Should have let me play. Yeah. I said please. <laughs> I'm from a big family, eight kids. Yeah. yeah. We had to call our uh, stuff in the house every day. You know, you have to call your possessions, claim your territory. <laughs> like if you got it from your chair to make a sandwich, you had to claim it. You know, I call that chair. That's what we would do. I call that chair. It's my chair. I call that chair. <laughs> Hey, when I get back, that's mine, because I called it, I call that chair. I didn't realize this only worked at home. I thought this was a universal system, you know? My first day in school was very strange. I call this desk, I call this desk. My teacher's like, yes, we all do, Brian. I'm like, just grabbing onto it. I don't know why we did it at home anyway, because my older brothers always took whatever they wanted. Like when we were all getting in the car, I knew where I was gonna end up sitting, so I would pretend like I wanted that. Back seat, in the middle, my feet on the hump. And I called it, get off the hump, hey, my hump. I believe the hump is mine. I think my parents were kind of worried about me. He's calling the hump, Walt. He shouldn't want the hump, as long as I ain't fighting. Hump's good, right around, oh, the hump's good, yeah. You like the hump, I love the hump, I'm the hump boy. I'm riding a hump to Disney World! <laughs> my parents are great. They always wanted us to experience different things. Like, all the other kids went to school on their bikes, and my dad made me go to school on a pogo stick. Anybody else have... Did anybody else have... I was always late, you know, because I had a basket on there. I have, to, I have to... Keep stopping to get the, the books. We spent a lot of time out in the yard, too. My parents would just send us out in the yard every once in a while for no reason. Okay, kids, out in the yard. Okay. Run out there. Stay out in the yard. Okay. Didn't know what to do. Just looking around. What'd you guys do yesterday? We just stayed out in the yard. Just stayed out there. Stayed out in the yard. You find stuff to do, though. Anything can end up being a toy for a, a kid including the sun. We used to try to see how long we could stare at the sun without stopping. I don't recommend this. But I remember we did it. I remember my brothers going, okay, Brian, records five, records five. Ready? Ready? Go. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Yeah. I got six. I I got six. I got six at the sun stare. My parents are like, hey, Brian, don't do that. Yeah, it's just about to stop. Just, just about to find another activity. That's not a good activity. That's what we were supposed to come up with. That's the language my mom used with us, you know. We're four years old. Come up with a good activity. You know, we're like sitting in mud. Is this a good Activity? Activity? One of our activities was making bike ramps out in the street, because that's where all the cars are. You put a cement block out in the middle of the road, you angle a piece of wood up to it, and the object was for one kid to get on his bike, ride as fast as he could, and see how high he could go. And that's as far as we planned. It wasn't until the first kid was like flipping in the air, what happens now? We don't know. (laughs) He'd hit a mailbox. We had a bunch of nine-year-old paramedics running up. We didn't know what to do. we get up there, oh, oh, get some leaves. You do what you can. Hey, that was the easy part. The hard part was being the kid that got sent in first to calm mom down before you dragged in the actual banged-up brother. You'd have to be the point man, you know? Go tell mom, oh, oh, no, no. It's your turn, oh. So you'd have to run in, hey, hey, mom. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, everything's fine. You know, she bought that. Yeah. Everything's fine. I just want to run in at full speed and, uh, you know, say hi. And, uh, and uh, okay, so... Oh, you know Kevin. Oh, okay, of course. Okay, well, you know how, like, his right arm, usually, usually it bends. Usually it, it would bend like that. Okay, it's not banning like that right now. And it's no big deal, because we already looked at it, but we were thinking, since you said that you had to go get milk later anyway, so we were thinking since you have to go anyway, anyway, then we were all thinking if when you go, if you just might want to take him to the hospital. And, And if you get peanut butter, get
0: smooth.
1: No, I'd be a lot better off if I would have studied more when I was growing up, you know? But, you know, where it all went wrong was the day they started the spelling bee. Because up until that day, I was an idiot, but nobody else knew, you know? And the spelling bee day, you know, popped up. All right, kids, up against a wall. It's time for public humiliation. Spell a word wrong, sit down in front of your friends. You know, that's great for little egos. Hey, look at me, I'm a moron. I wasn't even close. I was using numbers and stuff. <laughs> That's why I admired that kid who spelled it wrong on purpose so he could sit down, you know? He knew he wasn't gonna win, so why stand there for three hours? First round, cat K-A-T, I'm out of here. <laughs> then as he passed you, <laughs> I know there's two T's. I remember my teacher asked me, Brian, what's the I before E rule? <sighs> um, I before E... Always. <laughs> what are you, an idiot, Brian? Well, apparently. <laughs> so she explains it. No, Brian, it's I before E except after C and when sounding like A as a neighbor in way and on weekends and holidays and all throughout May and you'll always be wrong no matter what you say. That's a hard rule. That's a a rough rule. Plurals were hard, too. Brian, how do you make a word a plural? You you put an S. You put an S at the end of it. When? (sighs) On weekends and holidays. No, Brian, no. Let me show you. So she asked this kid who knew everything, Irwin, 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 what is the plural for? Ox, oxen. The farmer used his oxen. Brian, what? Brian, what's the plural for? Box, boxen. I bought two boxes of donuts. Oh, no, Brian, no. Let's try another one. Erwin, what is he plural for? Goose. Geese. I saw a flock of geese. Brian, what? Brian, what's the plural for? Moose. Moosin! I saw a flock of moosen. There are many of them. Many much moosen. Out in the woods. In the wood is. In the woods it. The meat's wanting the food. Food is to eatin' is it. The meat's wanting food and in the wood in, is it? In the food in the wooden is it! Isn't. Brian, Brian. You're an imbecile. Imbecilin'. What are you speaking German, Brian? German. Germain! Germaine! Jackson! Jackson five! Tito! Brian, what the hell are you talking about? Oh no. I don't know, really. I think the worst day that was the day the science project was due. Waking up that morning, that was fun, huh? Yeah. Your head'd pop off your pillow, oh no. That's due today. I had nine months to work on and I did nothing. I have a cardboard box. Of boxing. And you'd show up, you're scared because you don't have anything good and you find out all the other kids, their parents made theirs for them. I hated that, you know? They're backing them in on flatbed trucks. One kid with a volcano. He didn't have to zip up his own pants, but he built a the volcano. He had to swing that. I don't know what to do for my project, so I brought in a paper cup filled with dirt, just hoping she'd know I'm an idiot and just walk right on past me. Just as long as I was holding something. What do you have there, Brian? It's a cup of dirt. Just put an F on there and let me go (laughs) home. Well, explain it. Well, it's a cup with dirt in it. I call it cup of dirt. You should move on now. You should go ahead and move on. Head on down the line there. So she went to this one kid. There was a kid in my class. He made the same solar system like 19 years in a row, you know? Bunch of styrofoam balls held together with coat hangers. Hey, you're breaking some new ground there, Copernicus. He's going, the big yellow one's the sun. The yellow one is the sun. Okay, all right, what are these other planets? The big yellow one is the sun. All right, calm down. All right!
0: We're talking to Brian Regan, and a lot of, not a lot, but many comedians talk about the oddball in their class when they're going to school, and and the athlete that was always uh, being the nerd. But in your case, it's you you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you weren't uh, that prolific in sports, right? I, actually, I was. I was okay. I mean, I you know I played little league baseball. Well, you did mention the little the infield moved up so close that you could pick your pockets. <laughs> <Right. I> mean <laughs> You weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't a very good hitter, man. I you know I was. Uh,
1: I would hate when the kids out in the field would yell, easy out. I mean, why would some uh, adult teach kids to yell that at another kid? Easy out. Easy out. Everybody move in. Easy out. Oh, thank you. Yes, I am an easy out. I'm the leper. (laughs) Thanks for pointing that out.
0: Well, if you weren't that good in sports, well, let's talk about Brian Regan's early days of uh, romance. Well, how old were you when you got your first kiss? When you noticed girls and you took them seriously?
1: Thirty-four, <laughs> was, uh, and I, and it was a wonderful kiss. Stop uh, that! Now, how old were
0: you really? I want to know.
1: I was eighteen. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, it wasn't until I went to college that you didn't uh, kiss
0: a girl. You were eighteen. I did not. Other than you know,
1: I mean, I was. I went to an all boys high school, and you know, I, Here, I wear this wig. <laughs> No, and I just, I wasn't really that, uh, I was kind of shy,
0: you know, and... uh, Well, let me change the question. When did you get your first kiss? (laughs) (laughs) No, do you remember the girl's name? Sure, but, you know, to protect her privacy...
1: I, I won't say. But, uh, yeah, it was a really nice thing.
0: Were you successful? So you didn't? Was I successful with the kiss? Yes. <laughs> I,
1: I remember I saw the lips, and I'm like, I know my lips are supposed to be touching her lips. And I had, like, some research paper, and I, you know, I knew that you you, you can't go, you got to turn so the noses don't collide. And when I actually made that lip connection, I'm like, man, suck. <laughs> success <laughs> and you made it, <laughs> and I made it.
0: let's move up to the present day yes uh to my second kiss <laughs> no your wife and your son who is what four now he's or five. four years old is there any loser qualities <laughs> about, about him regarding sports Do you see actually he's forming a,
1: it he's a he's a wonderful beautiful little kid man with a kind heart you know oh
0: by the way speaking of kids uh if people didn't realize it, you actually are one of the few touring acts who uh, kids are welcome to come into the club. You had kids at the Improv, right?
1: Um, sometimes, I mean, it depends on the 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 club. Usually, clubs are eighteen or over, or twenty one or over. And mm-hmm. sometimes the clubs are considered like a restaurant, and people can get some kids in there. But uh, usually, it, it's it's not necessarily for kids.
0: Well, Brian Regan, your pleasure. Thank you, Sonny. And let me end it with a question that I borrowed from. Inside the Actors Studio, if there is a God and you went to heaven and you approached the pearly gates and there he was, what would you like him to say to Brian Regan? That was a good burger. <laughs> <laughs> he was the, at the club <laughs> Yeah, <then. laughs> he was there. All right, Brian, thanks. Thank you, guys. Brian Regan, my guest this week on the Foxcast. And next week, another one, another surprise. We hope you enjoyed it. Please tell your friends. It's at sunnyfox.podbean.com That's S-O-N-N-Y-F-O-X dot podbean B-E-A-N dot com. And uh, we'll see you next week.